0: The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Hotmovies.com. Try out some ethical paid for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at Hotmovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Bend the knee to all the stark sluts, Dornish dames, and Bolton bitches. This is Billy Prasida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. I don't know, for me, Gendry is my one true king, but, you know, we can debate about that later. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Before I get to this week's uh, episode, I want to start with just a little something here, and I just want to preface with this is not a rant that you have to skip super far into. Uh, This is more of an update about what's going on in case you like to willfully ignore the news. Uh, As of a week or two ago, transgender people can no longer serve in our military. Okay. This week, the Supreme Court announced that they will be hearing three cases uh, in their next term to determine essentially whether or not businesses can discriminate against queer people in hiring practices. In 2019, yes, in 2019, we're still determining whether or not you can fire somebody for being gay because 26 states in this union do not have full protections for LGBTQ people. And I just want to remind you that you do not get to say you care about queer people, that you're an ally to queer people, or that queer rights are a very important issue for you if you vote Republican. Full stop, don't get to, okay? I'm just tired of hearing from people who claim to care about queer people, uh, but vote in people who don't. So, just a friendly reminder, because there is an email I'm going to be reading, uh, you know, from one of those people. Who claims that it's a very important thing to them, but I guess not important enough. Uh, That's my nice little segue into... Get them hot! Get them dates! Show dates! All right, uh, Brooklyn... April 29th, I'm going to be at Pete's Candy Store at 6 p.m. That's one of those fun, free comedy shows. Come on out. See me tell the yuck yucks. Uh, And now I've got uh, some very fun news. Oakland. Yes, Oakland, California. June 1st, you're getting your Man whore Podcast live show. It's official. It's in the books. You can get tickets now. Uh, We're going to be doing a live show family-style at the Octopus Literary Salon uh, at 7.30 p.m. on June 1st. If you want tickets to that, go to manhorpod.com tour. Tickets will be $20 online, $25 at the door. We do have limited seating because it is a smaller venue, so you will want to get your tickets ASAP. I know I said family style, and if, if your ears perked up at that, I will explain in a future episode. But for now, know that we've got an Oakland show on June 1st, and it's going to be dope. You know what else is going to be sick or dope? Whichever your preferred gnarly nomenclature is uh, August 2nd through August 4th. We got man on everybody. I know I skipped over the Chicago live show. It's going to be in June. We're getting you a date shortly. Uh, hey, did you know I got Instagram? Yes, I am back on the gram. Uh, begrudgingly, mostly because there's, there weren't any good Instagram handles left because the Billy Persita was disabled. Official Billy Presida is my father and uh, at Billy Procida is some twat who is squatting on it and doing nothing with the handle. So that's annoying. So, but Billy is back on Instagram. Uh, so go follow me at Billy is Prusita. Wanted to get to uh, a couple of your messages. I got this one really sweet, nice message from, uh, I'm just going to say his name is Jesse. He is a uh, fellow stand-up comedian. I don't see him often, so we're not we're not buddy-buddy, but we've seen each other a couple times here and there. And he, Out of the Blue messaged me saying, You've now interviewed several porn stars I've masturbated to, and I'm so oddly impressed. I love what you're doing, what you represent, and have loved watching you grow. Keep kicking ass. Well... That was just super nice and kind and filled me up with all the warm bubblies. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, I've got plenty more porn people you've probably jerked it to coming up this year. Uh, we have you know quite a few AVN episodes still to release. Fuck it. Next week, we got Mia Isabella. If you're into her, you know, be excited for next week. You know what I mean? Uh, what I'm not as excited for is this next email because it enraged me. Not just with its content, but with how late, how belated this email was sent. Because I put out the call for this type of person back in like October of 2016. So he's a little late, but he writes, Dear Billy, you asked Trump lovers to write, so I have. Sorry it took me so long. I can't begin to tell you how pleased I am with how Donald Trump is presiding over the United States of America. I absolutely love most of the policies he has implemented. He is a person of ACTION. ACTION is in all caps. ACTION and isn't beholden to anyone except maybe Russia. Who knows? We can't see his tax return. So, you know, who, we actually don't know who he's beholden to. Um, we've needed that for decades. This is evidenced by him regularly. Uh, Honestly, I really want to read. If anyone here listens to Pod Save America, I want to read this email. But like as a panel where we play, okay, stop. But sadly, it's just me alone in my room at 12 in the morning. This is evidenced by him regularly pissing off both sides. He is an excellent negotiator. And this is very evident in what he's doing with international trade. The U.S. population makes up about... 4% 4% of global population, but 20% of all global economic activity. We're the biggest consumer per capita in the world. Even though we're the customer, China and other manufacturing bases have always treated us terribly. They've exploited us. Their goods come to our market without penalty, but our goods are taxed through import tariffs on their side and can't be sold competitively in their markets. It's unfair, and Trump stood up to them, The world. He basically told them, if you tax our goods, we will tax yours. And all around the globe, they are backing down. They're opening their markets to our goods. And worst case scenario, if they don't back down, then entrepreneurs here in America will begin to manufacture the items that are too expensive to import from China. Win-win. His domestic policies have reinvigorated the economy, and he has slashed the bureaucratic burden for all businesses, enabling us to make a living without costly and wasteful regulation. Unless you're queer, then in most of the country, you can still be fired just for being queer. He didn't write that part. I just wanted to remind you guys. Okay. I do have to admit his wall idea is terrible. I see it only as a metaphor for what is actually needed. Common sense immigration reform. Except Donald Trump does not see it as a metaphor. He sees it as a literal wall. But you want to talk about the man, Donald Trump, the pussy grabber, the gender definer. He's old. He's from a bygone generation, even though there are Democratic candidates who seem to, for some reason, be able to get on board with this whole queer rights thing. You know, hi, Elizabeth Warren. Okay, he's from a bygone generation. Madmen, if you will, and I don't care for the antiquated attitude. To be fair, he's never claimed to be diplomatic. He's not a politician. Well, we both agree on that one. But still, I do not like it. I don't support misogyny or hate of any group, even though you voted for a man who does such things. It's ridiculous. Every single person should have the inalienable right to pursue happiness. Wait! We do. They do. It's our right. And no law, no opinion, no corruption. No person can take that away. Again, unless you're queer in 20, in 26 states in the country where you can legally be fired for being queer. Okay. We need to just go live the life we choose and disregard anyone, everyone who thinks differently. Stop wasting time hating. Live Who doesn't dislike all the bullshit that gets tossed around politically? I think the president, the courts, and Congress should just keep their dirty hands out of people's lives. They should govern the country, negotiate trade deals, make and enforce laws to protect everyone equally. Should the government have the ability to decide how we treat our bodies? And that includes everything from big gulps in NYC, to marijuana, to abortion, to sexual orientation, marriage, and gender? Fuck no. No, in the loudest, most enthusiastic way I can possibly express it. No, it is not their job. And I take every opportunity to tell my representatives just that. Except you don't seem to want to tell them that with, you know, your vote. Uh, I make my voice heard when those issues arise. I wrote all my representatives aggressively against FOSTA-SESTA. So how can I still like Trump as the leader of our country with a capital C? Well, I do it the same way I tolerated Obama while his policies destroyed our country. I know that no person is perfect and I take the good with the bad. I accept the things I cannot change. I work to change the things I can and continually seek the wisdom to know the difference. And I try to do it in a civil, rational, intelligent manner. Mailing bombs and all other violent forms of protest is fucking wrong. Doing those things, even shouting people down in restaurants, is preventing them from pursuing their happiness and is wrong. And we are all entitled to like what we like, to be who we are without judgment and hate. Wow, that sounds a lot like a white person. Uh, it sounds like a lot like a white straight guy. Uh, I do like how Trump is running our country. I like the fact that he has made the engine run again after being stalled for a decade. Really? Because the longest government shutdown in recent history happened under him. Okay, it's fine. The Trump supporters don't like facts. It's cool. This one's in italics and underlined. That's what I like, not the man sincerely an avid listener lb so uh i won't read my entire response to this guy because i don't want to i know many of you have already been scrubbing forward and hitting that forward 15 second button until you stop hearing me talk about donald trump but i will say you know lb There exists a man or woman who can do what you like about President Trump without retweeting anti-Semitic groups, white nationalist groups, conspiracy theories, and doesn't try to ban trans people from the military, then attempts to gaslight America by saying it's not a ban. We saw your tweet. You said ban. All right. And And again, I'm not saying you have to vote for a Democrat. And I'm not even saying you can't vote Republican. I'm just saying you can't say I care about queer people. And I vote Republican unless that Republican is saying I condemn my party's official platform, which is available on their dot gov website when it comes to LGBT rights and a woman's autonomy over her body. Stop it. Fucking stop it. I will be briefly fair to this gentleman. I will be briefly fair because I did tell him. Now go give me money on Patreon because such an economy-minded person such as yourself would agree that people should be paid for the work that they do. And I work really fucking hard and you've gotten to enjoy this show. So give me some dollars or don't talk to me about the economy. And to his credit, he did go donate $100. So that doesn't mean I like him. I'm just saying he's vaguely attempting to be consistent. Despite having you know, very little facts uh, to stand upon. It's a good time to go you know, donate to Planned Parenthood or to the ACLU or to my Patreon. Uh, though I think the ACLU and Planned Parenthood are, are way nobler causes. All right. I, uh, you want to send me an email with your comments, your questions, your Trumpy opinions? <laughs> you can send that one over to manhorpod at gmail.com geez okay let's let's just have a, a happier shift let's move on over to the fan whore appreciation moment all right uh this is the part of the podcast where i like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on patreon i want to give a shout out to james riley who uh you know i can't find much about you i have this weird feeling you're a nice guy men named james there's just something about that name james i trust you I would give you a loan if you just, like, knocked on my door and said, hey, man, my car broke down. I need an extra $200. I'd be like, what's your name? You'd say James. I'd be like, "Here, you. here's three. I, I hope you get home okay. <laughs> Thanks for your support, dude. Uh, shout-out to Brian Hawthorne, who bumped up his pledge uh, a mere weeks after joining the the crew. So shout-out to Brian Hawthorne. Thanks, buddy. And uh, Dave Shar, as I start to play a tiny violin. Uh, So sorry to see you go, but, uh, Hey boy. Hey, I love to see you walk away. So I would say if I like boy, butt. okay. Uh, thank you, Dave, for your generous, albeit brief support. Uh, and uh, you too can become a member of our awesome sex positive fan whore community for as little as $2 a month. Uh, actually right now we're running a special offer and you only have one week left to, to cash in on this. I'm giving away these really fun bumper stickers that say, honk if you're into consent. I'm giving those out to all my $2 and up patrons uh, who are members as of May 1st. So make sure you're pledged by next Wednesday so you can get this really fun bumper sticker. Join up right now by visiting patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. That's com slash manwhorepodcast. All right, uh, our guest this week. Oh my gosh, I didn't even say her, I didn't even tell you who's on this week. I've gone Carolyn Bergier. Yes, yeah, she's a fellow stand-up comedian and podcaster. Uh, she hosts a great show called Diking Out. It's really fun. Let's go dike out.
1: Like it's more than just men. Like it's everyone you know everybody kind of sucks in their own way
0: <laughs> sure sure yeah. i I did like the uh I forget if it was you or, or your guest was saying like i just don't like men as like a gender but like individual ones can be okay yeah
1: yeah, yeah. that's how i think we both feel on the podcast and there's been a little bit of pushback about You know, you're, you're too hard on men, but I think we make it very clear that like we both have men in our lives who are very important to us and that we're good friends with. And it's not like I, you know, want to throw every man I meet in a fire or anything like, you know, like I can get along with men, but in theory as a whole, men as a gender have been pretty destructive. And I'm not going to pretend that. They're not. And I think that they can take a couple shots. It could
0: All take right. a, few shots. a
1: few shots. A few shots.
0: When you get that pushback, is it from women or men?
1: It's from, it's from women. Uh, I mean, I I've women had... Women like
0: trying to defend their husband or their brother or something?
1: Uh, not as much that, but more more from people who like the podcast and they say i think more people would listen if you laid laid off of men a little bit like i think men could benefit from listening to the podcast but then the men i know who listen like straight cis men and i'll ask them like is does that make it sound and they're like no but we know you so maybe it's hard for us to like think that you're being uh like very mean Mm. or unfair because we know how you feel about like us as humans and we never feel like any animosity right off the bat for like just being men you know
0: i i I was thinking this more i was like oh what's it like to just alienate like half of like the population right off the bat yeah (laughs) (laughs) but also like i'm surprised you have dudes who listen to the show not because like not because of the way y'all feel about like what you said or anything like that just more like i don't I'm curious about the guy who listens to a show called Diking Out.
1: Yeah, I'm curious too. I'm curious beyond uh, the people I know who are just like men in my life who I'm friends with who listen, and uh, I get why they're listening. They're they're being supportive. We don't really hear from men who we don't know right. who listen, and I don't know if they exist. But the thing is, like I've listened to heteronormative media my entire life yeah. with things that I just do not relate to, and I've enjoyed it. So I'm like, men can listen yeah. to this. I I think it's interesting. And w- one of the guys, one of my friends who listens, he's a a cop in Buffalo. And he said, you know, it just opened my eyes to so many things I've never thought about before. And just the way that we are viewed by this segment of the population. And it's very eye opening. It gives me a lot to think about. And yeah, there are things I disagree with and things that I think, hey, not so fast. Uh But all in all, it's like very entertaining and informative. Huh. So I don't know.
0: Well, this is a good time to say I'm saying with fellow stand up comedian, Carolyn, Bergier. Yes. Did it, did it. Wait,
1: yes. You did it.
0: All right. Uh, co-host of the diking out podcast. Uh, and if, if you can't tell by the title, very gay, uh, very gay, but we
1: do say <laughs> it's an LGBTQ podcast for
0: everybody. Well, you know, do you feel like you, it's interesting. Cause I know I get people who initially were like, I didn't know if I wanted to check out the podcast, something called man whore. I don't, I didn't think that would be a lineup with my values, blah, blah. Then I, then I listened and that was great. And do you, do you ever get similar feedback where it's just like ooh like I didn't know if dyking out would be for me but like it's actually great and fun I think, like branding, marketing wise.
1: Yeah. So, one fun thing is, I think straight people get a little bit put off by it at first because, one, they don't know if they're allowed to say the word dyke. So, (laughs) you know, I'd have coworkers be like, oh, you have a podcast. What's it called? And I'd say, diking out. And they're like, oh, I'll listen sometime. I'm like, no, you won't. But, you know, (laughs) uh, they would never say it back. And then they would tell people, oh, Carolyn has a podcast. What's it called again? I'm like, I know you know the name of it. You just don't want (laughs) to. Staying out. Yeah. <laughs> but but in terms of the community, I think the people who are the most like worried going into it are trans women who have been uh, excluded by many uh, lesbians or the term that we use as TERFs, uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. They hate that name, so I'm going to keep using it. And,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> they just don't see trans women as women. They don't think that trans women should be able to call themselves lesbians when it couldn't affect their life in the least. <laughs> uh, it's a weird thing to take a problem or have a problem with. They employ a lot of tactics that, like, just, like, the worst trolls of Reddit, like, you know, just finding, like, anything to validate, like, the worst in people and then making it seem like it's just like, trans women are just, like... Men and women's clothing hiding in bushes, like waiting to trick lesbians into yeah. sex with them. And that's not the reality at all. Take so. your average
0: red pillar, give them a vulva, and boom, yeah. you got a
1: turf. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, Subaru, Subaru. Yeah. yeah. Subaru. Subaru is the car of choice. Oh, yeah. uh, the uh, car yes. of choice. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, so we have gotten emails from trans women saying before, I even listen to your podcast. I want to know how do you feel about trans women who identify as lesbians? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's a valid question. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and I assume it's in the affirmative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's in, you know, again, it doesn't make me any less of a lesbian if a trans woman identifies as a lesbian you know the the problem that turfs have is they say it's like same sex attraction not same gender attraction but the words have shifted meaning so much like over over the time yeah. and if you're a trans woman and you feel like lesbian speaks to you most like go for it yeah be a lesbian i'm great
0: i i used to be really obsessed with definitions still a little bit you know yeah. I, I like that i want words to mean things but sure. i'm starting to really just accept that. like you know what for a while Nothing's gonna mean anything anymore. What does it matter? And when people ask me, I'm even a bit confused. And like, yeah, I don't know. I guess boy stuff for now until I figure that one out. So it's yeah. You,
1: know. you know, it it is a confusing thing. And I have these debates too. And having a podcast called Diking Out really forced me to kind of question and examine things that I didn't have to think about as a as a cis woman who has been out and gay since I was seventeen. And uh you know sometimes i'm like wait but like do we lose the definition of what a lesbian is but like does that matter i don't have the answers but i know like me personally you know i kind of don't care because it doesn't affect me which maybe is a shitty attitude i don't know
0: (laughs) well i you know and one of the episodes i was listening to was uh y'all talked a little bit about the bisexuals yes and so i I was i was sensing a little bit of uh of of similar feeling but not caring ultimately how someone identified or whatever
1: yeah so it's interesting with with bisexual women because sometimes like i know some bisexual women everyone puts
0: your swords down let her speak yeah i can sense you we are
1: i know we are a pro (laughs) bisexual podcast we have a lot of bisexual women on the podcast uh, early on, I did get an email with like pull quotes about all the problematic things I've said about bisexuals uh, in jest, uh, <laughs> you know, my wife used to be married to a man. So I'm obviously not like anti <laughs> um, anything like that. But um in terms of bisexuals, so I know bisexuals who will, you know, call themselves lesbians sometimes and then they'll be dating a guy and then guys are like oh okay i guess lesbians also date men you know and i'm like okay no now you're confusing everybody like it's fine to just be bisexual if you're bisexual just use that label i don't understand why you're using the label lesbian when you legit like regularly date people of the of the opposite sex or gender
0: well something some you know some people have Explain to me about their experiences was like sometimes they just want to try on a label. Like, I've tried yeah. on, and this is like maybe tangential, but not it's not, I'm not gonna say it's the same thing, sure. but similar. But like, with like the term like poly, like with polyamory, like I feel like that might be it for me. I've yeah. tried it on, it still hasn't felt comfortable partially because I have had multiple romantic relationships at the same time. Yeah. So I'm way more comfortable saying I'm I'm non-monogamous. Yeah. But I try on poly from time to time. I try to see if that fits me. And I've heard other people say they've tried on labels, like they didn't know if they wanted to use bisexual or pansexual or queer. And they were like, let's just try it on and see how it feels.
1: And I think that is a reason why we shouldn't judge people the way I just judge some people who (laughs) use the term lesbian. No. I mean, you know, I can kind of tell when somebody is – just saying lesbian because it sounds better for the joke or or whatever and you're really bisexual but lesbian's a funnier punchline I'm not Mm. sure um but it it is true that now with like the way we identify ourselves that people will come out as four different identities um you know I've met people who came out as gay and then they came out as uh (laughs) trans which you know that's
0: different because
1: that's not like a sexuality trans but they came out as trans but then that did kind of affect their sexuality because they're like okay well now i'm like bisexual or um and then and then they realized that they were asexual you know so they've gone through all the different
0: Sure. labels and, and are they announcing this fair. all at the same time because <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously i mean as we all learned as children you, you space out these announcements we all know it's bad to have a you know a birthday around christmas
1: yeah yeah you, you gotta can space get them extra
0: out. checks in the mail yep if you have separate coming outs, I know
1: you get more likes on your statuses if you right. come out and and space it out. You may this.
0: think four comings out in one post, I'll get four times the likes. Now you're gonna get the same number of likes. Yep. Span them out, you can get four big old big old ones.
1: So. You're on to us. You're on to us. <laughs> I'm trying. Like. Well, I don't know. Like
0: i i I'm always uh, not sure what the fuck's going on in my head. So yeah. it's and I do sometimes think like, what if I tried on this one? I'd be like, mm, that would make people upset. So I'm just gonna you know do the do the math first before yeah, i get there.
1: <laughs> it's it's so hard for me to judge because i came out at such a young age and i guess there's a kind of privilege in that that mm-hmm. it didn't take me too long to to figure out what was going on i mean it did and that you know i went through like puberty and adolescence feeling like i had to find boys to have crushes on to fit in and didn't understand what the big deal was like couldn't relate to any of my friends who were going mm-hmm. guy crazy and just felt like A total outcast and then once i realized that i was attracted to women like everything kind of clicked and for like a hot second i identified as bisexual because it's a very common thing uh most gay people when they first realize they're attracted to the same sex they think oh i must be bisexual then because you've been faking being attracted (laughs) to or like performing being attracted to the opposite sex for for so long um, and then I had my first girlfriend. I was like, oh, I'm a lesbian. Like, clearly, I'm who, a lesbian. Who was your
0: first celebrity crush? I don't want to be like Mark Maron, be like, who are you guys? But like, uh, who was is, who is the first?
1: celebrity first um, celebrity. I mean, there, there were definitely some people that, like, Triggered weird feelings in me, um, but in different ways. But Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman, uh, for sure. Okay. And then, uh, Madonna and Madonna was a weird one because I, I was obsessed with her kind of as a whole. But I when like I started going through puberty and whatnot, I would fantasize about like me being a man so that I could have sex with Madonna, which is like yeah. another common thing that um, I don't know about gay men, but uh, like queer wom- women uh, will fantasize about like being a guy because you think like that's the only way that you can.
0: This is, And this is like high school, adolescence?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, so when you're imagining, like, are you but, just... Like, um,
1: you're fantasizing. Sure. And you're like, oh, I'm picturing myself as, like, this man, and then I would want to have sex with Madonna in a hetero way, because, like, sure. I can't, me as a person, as a woman, have sex with madonna even though she kind of swang a little bit but, right i yeah. mean i was
0: I, I like to think that you were like oh i gotta imagine i'm this guy but then she makes out with britney and you're like now i can just be britney oh <laughs> i like
1: dropped the phone when that happened man <laughs> really yeah
0: <laughs> i mean i really feel like no matter your orientation worldwide everyone masturbated a little everyone. bit yeah. to that video
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um, but wait so so that's that's i've never heard about that before about yeah. like imagining you were a different gender or person so were, were these actual men that you knew you're imagining yourself to be, or are you just like, I'm a man, and and something in your subconscious create, you know, was created. Yeah, to, so not, you could fuck Madonna. Yeah,
1: it's like more more focused on like Madonna than like who is this persona I've okay. taken taken on and like whatever fantasy I'm having. Um, but like men, like even in dreams I have, they're off. Often- <laughs> terrible uh they're like faceless like faceless you know, yeah. men yeah like they don't really you I have don't no know, name uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: fun i do i do i am enjoying just the uh the variety of of queer on game of thrones oh gosh that is oh yeah oh, so fun and then just think about like all the the college essays being written about like you know a, a girl has no name and and the faceless yeah. the faceless god and what that Secretly represents like I just can't uh, I can't imagine how many nineteen year olds are writing like ten page papers over analyzing that.
1: I man the queerness on Game of Thrones uh, I hate it uh, <laughs> you don't. from from a from a woman's perspective. So you have like I I just watched all of Game of Thrones this year. So proud of you. Yeah, I tried. Uh, this is a big point of contention between me and my co-host because I do think it's a terrible show, but I do watch it to be like within the the realm of pop culture and like understand the references and everything. Mm -hmm. There are some good points to it. uh, But in terms of queer women, uh, a lot of it is just prostitutes at first. Okay. Right. That's the only like lady on lady action. And then you have um, Theon's sister. Yeah. And she's just like the worst kind. Like she just acts like a man and is like slapping titties and like, you know <laughs> going to the port and having women just like treating them like a piece of me i'm like that's not how so how you're just like she's act.
0: got toxic masculinity yeah yeah okay. she's
1: full of toxic masculinity and so then, like all the reasons know. i
0: think she's so hot um because <laughs> i just love a leading lady like if only she would yeah um okay yeah. so you don't like yara
1: no, no, I don't like Yara. I mean, you know, I'm I'm rooting for for her to have a change of. I think she just needs a good role model. Uh, <laughs> but
0: I would love to see her and Daenerys. Like, wouldn't that be the pairing? No? You know,
1: they were they were teasing it, but then who who's the other one from? Um, Dorn, yeah, from Dorn. So when that was going to happen, I'm like, all right, this Dornish lady's gonna teach her how to be like a proper queer woman, and then like. <laughs> got pulled apart right because she's the proper soon. one ch- yeah.
0: murdering children
1: yes yes
0: are there any other queer women on that show besides the prostitutes dornish lady and, and yara um i, I mean so.
1: Arya, but she's she's not out you yet. Know, she yeah. hasn't figured it out yeah she
0: still thinks her and gendry are and thing.
1: you know what yeah uh she also may be asexual we don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna project mm-hmm. on Arya.
0: okay fair fair a lot of queer dudes on the show a lot I feel of like queer that's, dudes that's yeah. very popular
1: yes yeah. And
0: and and full on dong.
1: Yeah, full I, was on very, dong. I was very I
0: was very shocked by that. I
1: think I think HBO was listening to the outcry of women being like, "You never show any dick on your shows." <laughs> um, my other problem with Game of Thrones too, if we're gonna go uh, to genitals, is that like, where are the pubes? Right? Like this is like what, what time period is this that these women are like getting waxed? Or I don't like there should be more pubes in the show.
0: Do you do you mm. use wax? Me? Are you a waxer? No, you no. You shaver? No, no. no? Trimmer. That's Damn. It. Okay, I was hoping yeah. for waxing advice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm considering <laughs> switching. Yeah. Because uh, apparently, like, I I would shave, and that uh, has caused all sorts of problems. And everyone keeps yelling it's at me on good, the internet, but no one gives me a. Good, yeah. Someone's like, "Oh, try my, my roommate. You met that? He yeah. uses Nair, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll try Nair. And then it was like, "Don't put that near your junk. Oh,
1: you, no! You're not, not supposed to. I don't fucking
0: know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just I just want to look presentable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you referenced earlier that like, uh, you know, doing the show that earlier on in it, you've had to, you've had certain views like challenged and, and whatnot. Like, has there been anything you've maybe come, you've like kind of changed on or you've, uh, if we're using Obama language, evolved on an issue?
1: Sure. I mean, I think in terms of uh, bisexual women or pansexual women who end up let's say married to somebody of the opposite opposite gender yeah. you know I, there was a definitely a time where i thought okay you're you know going around talking about how you're like part of this community and you're gay but you benefit from a uh, straight privilege and a heteronormative lifestyle so like there's no real struggle for for you there and why do you get to be like in the in the party and like right. this atmosphere we created but um that's not a good opinion to have uh because why isn't it i mean yeah so i mean when when you're bisexual your sexuality it's not like you're a lesbian when you're with a woman and you're straight when you're with a man you are just constantly bisexual so being married to a man doesn't make you any less bisexual even though um you may you know you're still like attracted to women but you don't act on that or maybe you do depending on what kind of relationship you have with your with your partner um but it doesn't make you any Less queer and they're like queer erasure or bi erasure is, is a real thing. And, um, and, and another thing too, like going with bi erasure is that sometimes I'll be like, oh, I feel so bad for straight women. Uh, like poor straight women, mm-hmm. all the crap that they deal with. Like it must be horrifying to date as a straight woman, not knowing, like, is this guy gonna murder you? I don't know. Uh, that's like nothing, like, I've never had to consider that before going on a date with a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, But it's not just straight women who date men. It's bisexual women, too. And by talking about straight women that way, I'm, again, erasing, like, what is the the dating life of a bisexual woman and not considering that. Mm. So it's just like being a little bit more considerate when you make these kind of, like, broad statements. And then also, yeah, married bisexual women are still bisexual.
0: So how have you, like, morphed your language a little bit? Because obviously, like... There are – like, we can all – we could always just speak in the most inclusive ways possible, but we would start having 50-word sentences. So how have you – like, how have you, you know, figured out how to casually incorporate this into your daily, you know, speech?
1: Uh, You know, I think you just really got to do your best. Uh, We we try to – to do our best and to be mindful uh there are times like i've been called out uh several times for calling myself a gold star lesbian so a gold star lesbian is one who's never had sex with a man before and mm-hmm. my co-host and i are both gold star lesbians and people have written in saying that that um like shames bisexual women or women who have come out later in life because you're saying you're better than them because a gold star is a positive thing i'm like dude you are reading way too like that we're is having a fun quick- here w- yeah
0: we're having fun it's a- <laughs> Comedy
1: <laughs> podcast. It's a quick it's a quick way for me to like signal to everybody that like, yep, this is my background, FYI. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a like a fun fact <laughs> is that I'm a gold star lesbian and then you like really shouldn't take it personally because I'm not using it, even though like we do make comments about like how happy we are that we have not had sex with men. Uh
0: <laughs> I mean I look, I don't blame you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, uh, any... the way it's
0: been described to me, having sex with me, I'm just like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way less fun
1: to each their own for some. I know some people who love it. I know some ladies who really uh, who want to love it, <laughs> who want to love it or who have been fortunate enough to find people that they love uh, having sex with um, in terms of of men uh but you know overall the reviews you know if it was a yelp review i wouldn't eat at that restaurant yeah
0: (laughs) it's too middling you can't like yes like three is not supposed to be bad but we all know three is probably bad yeah yeah yeah. okay (laughs) so Um, so so you're uh second married
1: yes Yes. As I like to call it. Second married, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. My dad didn't last through second married, but no. uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so now you, you, what well, I thought it was interesting, you moved to New York yep. to get married legally at the time, right? uh
1: well so we were already we got married legally in massachusetts but we were living in georgia we moved to new york to have it recognized because in georgia it still wasn't recognized at the time Sorry. but in new york state it was but so then you like, got here and, there was and like, then you got divorced actually yeah no <laughs> yeah it really brought out uh the the differences in, in our personalities i would say new york was like the beginning of the end of our relationship like the city itself yeah, I think living here really just brought out different sides of us and they were not compatible.
0: Well, like such as what?
1: So I started I started doing comedy after I moved to New York and uh my ex-wife I don't say this to be mean, uh she's very lazy, like ex- like an extremely lazy human and when you live I don't in New mean York, to like <laughs> shit
0: on my ex-wife but she just sucks like no. some
1: people maybe some <laughs> people think lazy is a positive you know some people might rather be with a lazy person uh, maybe they might find like my need to be doing things neurotic I don't know uh, she certainly hated it um, and <laughs> what
0: type of things like she hated that you wanted to go out or was it that you just cleaned too much or,
1: yeah uh, or- probably both no that yeah that i just wanted to like go to shows and like take advantage of take advantage of things in new york and i felt like you know i'd leave a comedy show or leave a a mic and i'd have to run like straight home uh she hated the fact that i did comedy what'd she
0: do for her work
1: uh
0: or just you can vaguely describe i just
1: yeah when she was employed she was an engineer
0: and so she wasn't like off was she She wasn't like pursuing a dream maybe? No, no. Do, do you find, does the current wife pursue like, is like doing the thing that she likes to, loves to do or something?
1: Yes, so I think that helps that my wife now um, outside of her day job is an artist, so she makes art, mm-hmm. so she understands my need to create and to write and to uh, perform comedy and she like loved that I did comedy yeah. and still comes to my shows like whenever she is free or has time to she'll still come and see me and support me and like you know i record my sets and i hear her laughing and she's still you know so it's great i'm like that's a better pairing than somebody who is like nobody wants to be married to a comedian literally said that to me also unfollowed me on twitter while we were married what yep and i didn't realize it for like months
0: well then what does that say about you you're not checking her feed either <laughs> well,
1: no, so i mean i was i was following her but i guess i wasn't like clicking on her thing and Sorry. one day i was gonna make a tweet uh about how whenever i notice that i get unfollowed like when i had less followers that i could keep track and then um i i always check to make sure it's not my wife and that was just a joke i was gonna tweet and then when i went to her thing i was like oh my god she doesn't follow me when did this happen? And like, it felt so weird getting in a fight about whether or not she followed me on Twitter. But yeah. I'm like, this is kind of psychotic. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but your present wife, like, that isn't that like a sexy thing that she's driven and passionate about? Something. Yes. Like, laziness is such a turn off. And I don't,
1: it, for me, it was. Yeah.
0: I, I honestly don't know who finds laziness <laughs> you're trying so hard to make it <laughs> Maybe not another a negative lazy
1: person. i know
0: zero people who are like oh dude i need another lazy person i know i,
1: I it, can't i can't sugarcoat it though and say like no she wasn't that like she was really lazy like she just didn't want to she just wanted to like sit around and watch tv all the time i'm like why do we live in new york then we
0: can do that we can sit around and watch tv all the time so much cheaper in so much other parts of the country yeah yeah yeah. we could go to jersey and live cheaper and and just sit around watching netflix yeah. but passion i find to be such a, I had i had like about a two-year relationship that went downhill and i was always a little turned off and by her not knowing where she was so it wasn't yeah. necessarily a lack of drive it was just a not knowing what she wanted to do and i and i was just like Oh, it's, just una- it's unattractive when someone's not really into whatever it is they're doing. It's like, I don't care yeah. what you're doing. I just want you to be really into it because I'm super into what I'm doing. And I want you to have something like that. And it also allows me to not be like, uh, need to be your everything because you have something else yes. that can be.
1: Yeah. And I, I think I've always been a little bit like that. Like I remember when I was in college and I was um, hooking up with this girl and for the first time, and I'm like a serial monogamous, like usually everybody that I start seeing immediately, I'm like, well, all right, we're dating now, like we're exclusive. Uh, are you
0: the U-Haul type?
1: I, you know, I try not to be, but... I'm just throwing out
0: any terminology yeah, I, I've learned from Cubby Hall.
1: Right. Which,
0: <laughs> which I love when y'all brought up, I think, uh, the first oh. first episode I listened to, y'all brought up like, and, and then there's old butches who just sit at the bar and I'm like, I know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yes, I agree it's obnoxious.
1: Yeah, cubbyhole it's my second is, favorite bar in all It of New is York. intense. Oh man. Uh but but yeah, it's like this one this one woman that I was hooking up with like casually and we would hang out, but for some reason I like never wanted to like seriously date her, even though she was cute and I liked hooking up with her and I liked spending time with her. And I think it was just because she seemed really aimless in life like she came from um a you know a pretty privileged family she had her own like really nice apartment in boston um but she maybe had dropped out of college to work and was just like working at starbucks and like i love starbucks and nothing against like starbucks baristas but it was like that wasn't like coffee wasn't her passion if coffee was her passion i'd be like all right. And, like, not, and by the way, Starbucks. I have a
0: partner who coffee is her passion.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's a coffee scientist.
1: Great. She loves her coffee. <laughs>
0: that's great. But if you're just showing up and punching in, punching out. Yeah. You better have something outside of it. Like it's yeah. fine if she's doing Starbucks at day and she was like doing poetry at night or something. Right.
1: Yeah. No, she was just getting high at night, which again, that's fine. Uh, but for it just wasn't like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like compelling, like a compelling sure. person to be with. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay, okay. So, does your, your, and your wife now, like, does, like, uh, does she do, like, art shows and you go to her things?
1: She doesn't do art shows. Well, she's done, uh, there is, like, this forget what it's called in, in New York where it's like a art competition that they have at La Poisson Rouge and you like it's like a circle and then all these artists and you get so much time to paint and then people vote on the best paintings and then they auction them off. Like so I went okay. to that. That was fun. Okay. Um, but like I support her art in in other ways. Just Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So so the so the first marriage, like part of the issue was just she hated you do comedy. Yeah. She was lazy but not lazy in some nicer word that means lazy (laughs) what what else was like kind of the difference and also what what were these why weren't these differences shining through like in georgia
1: so i well i guess in in georgia it's like very easy to live there it's like you know you have your car and everything you just drive places and your apartment is big and it has a laundry machine in it you know it's like the fact that that we had to go outside the building to do laundry Mm. and she was like unemployed for a while and she would just like never do the laundry and i'm like okay but i'm you know i'm making all the money and i'm also trying to like transition my career and do all this comedy stuff and whatever like can you help out a little bit something yeah but just like you know new york it's a it's a hard place to live like everything feels like uh like the city's working against you to try to accomplish what you're trying to get done right like even if it's like fill a prescription sometimes like that's not even even straightforward um so i think that kind of stuff made her a little bit depressed and made her want to kind of like retreat into her depression more um and then she was having a hard time finding a job when she moved because a lot of the engineering jobs are like outside the city. They're not really right in New York. Mm-hmm. So that was tough too. Um And then, yeah, I mean, I felt like she maybe was resenting me a little bit for coming here and then feeling like I was hitting my stride maybe. And uh you know, I felt like I was maybe half asleep when I was living in Georgia. And then I came to New York. And I'm like, oh, no, this is how I want to live my life and doing all these things and stuff. And then she was like, who is this person? Because when we got married, I was actually in a Ph.D. program. I was going to be a marketing professor. She thought she was marrying into this like sweet life where I'd be this tenure <laughs> professor, you know, making a lot of money at a business school and having summers off yeah. and that kind of stuff. And you were like
0: how old when you guys when y'all got married?
1: Uh, 26. Okay. okay, Yeah. Yeah, so we were married for for 5 years and then she's the one who left me. Yeah.
0: So what what I'll ask the other thing I have in my uh, after this, but what what was that what was that what she come up with? Yeah. You're not lazy enough for me.
1: <laughs> you know, it was uh that she just didn't like being married to me and um
0: Is that how it was phr- how it was phrased?
1: No, she didn't make it personal. She said that she just doesn't want to be with anybody. Uh and but like i knew it was it was me like (laughs) obviously it wasn't like uh you know because i don't know how long after but she got into a relationship with someone else which was fine like so did i um but she she developed a a crush on a friend of hers Mm -hmm. and i could tell that she was into this person. And I was kind of like, you know, whatever, it happens. But, uh, but then her behavior, it was very much like an emotional affair. I'm like, okay, you gotta be shitting me because I put up with so much in this relationship for you to be. Like, somewhat disrespectful and like, kind of gaslighting me on it because I'd be like, do you, do you love this person? And she'd be like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. But it was like, you know, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, texting this other woman, like going to her place. And she would tell
0: you about this. Like, was this like a common fight or something?
1: It became a common fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I was someone who like never had been jealous, like, you know, I don't get jealous easily. Uh, but then when it started being like super obvious that my wife was in love with someone else and like spending time with her instead of me. And uh, yeah, then I, I called it out and it, it led to some fights and then she was like, well, this isn't worth it for me. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think about ending the marriage yourself at some point?
1: In, in theory, uh but i when i commit to something you know i was like hey this is the choice i made i made this promise and i can't i can't walk back on it so even though i'm not happy in this marriage because i'm married to somebody who like doesn't support me who i can't rely on for anything who um i feel like doesn't even like being married to me (laughs) like i can't be the one who backs out you know
0: so then was part of you when she's like hey i want a divorce was part of you relieved
1: I think so, but at the time I couldn't admit that to myself. Like when it was happening, I thought like the world was ending because I was like I put so much into this relationship and this is my like whole life. And your family is my family. Like all her family lives in New York, and I was very very close to them. So to lose all of that and like, you know, one fell swoop was rough. Yeah.
0: But you said you didn't want to admit it to your, that you were maybe subtly relieved because I I, yeah. I I just wonder if like. The feeling is could be um, I don't want to admit that I'm relieved because that would be like rooting for a bad thing, quote unquote, in a similar way. Like if someone dies, who like will likely leave you a lot of money? You don't want to think not even. Oh, good. But you don't even want to think about that, even though it's possibly a subconscious thought. You can't think that otherwise you're a bad person. So you have to be like sad about this sad thing i don't know
1: yeah i i also think and i'm far enough from it to admit this that i for once like was basking in being the victim because i don't feel like the victim of much in life so like Mm -hmm. this first time i was like how dare she and was just like everybody feels sorry for me my wife (laughs) my lazy wife who i you know carried on my back all these years unemployed wife yeah uh, just left me like, please, everybody, feel bad for me, like, <laughs> talk to me, hang out with me, uh, whatever, and was just like, in in that place for maybe like a month or so. Uh, That's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, because you were together. I'm assuming longer than five years. You were married for five.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a
0: a month or so, and you're you're good.
1: I would say it was a month.
0: I th- was together with someone for two <laughs> years, and it took months for me to. I mean, at least a, at least. A few months to start getting over.
1: Right. So, yeah, I was very much like, like something happens, I think, when you feel someone is slipping away from you, where all of a sudden you're like more attracted to them than you'd been in a while or at least that's Mm. what happened to me so when i felt like she was in love with this other person like all of a sudden like my sex drive like returned out of nowhere you know and um like show
0: you yeah
1: i was like (laughs) (laughs) i like i couldn't get enough of her and like uh wanted to like really step it up as a wife you know because i thought like maybe i'm not doing enough and um so then like the fact that she left me when i'm at this like weird point mentally and uh and you're like fighting you're like what's going on and i felt like she was gaslighting me so like my my emotions were all over the place and um when she did move out i mean that's like the hardest i cried in my life there were nights where i thought i was going to stop breathing i was crying so hard i would like break down in tears at work i would call my mom and my sister in like the middle of the night just like dry heaving um it It was crazy. It was so crazy, like feeling that much pain. I'd never felt that from a relationship being ended before. And um, well, I guess because my last one before that I ended, but uh, and it was like that for, yeah, like almost two months. And then one day I just felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders and I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. that wasn't a good marriage <laughs> and i'm like so much better for this and like think like yeah it took her a while to leave me but for for a while i think she didn't want to be married to me and mm-hmm. just didn't know how to articulate that
0: yeah. well it seems like you got like got over it uh fairly well because you said you got into a new relationship quickly was it with the with my present wife. wife yeah well then there you go look yeah. at that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it worked out uh faster than i you know, I was like, I'm not going to date anybody for a while. I want to like take a year off of dating. Like the thought of even having to like be with somebody physically was like the last thing I wanted. I was like, oh, to get like naked with someone new, like forget about it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to be close to there. And then, um, my wife, uh, I thought that she was just gonna be a rebound and it was again like i was making like some you know small impulsive decisions dyeing my hair whatever and i was like yeah i'll have this secret relationship with my coworker, and it'll be this sexy rebound oh. and yeah and she also was uh getting out of a marriage at the time
0: with the with a man right no or so what? this is her third marriage whoa <laughs> I mean, look, I'm rooting for y'all because I took a look at Insta, super cute. But you know, uh, th- that percentage goes down. Yeah, and down.
1: I know. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I want y'all to be the 27 percent or whatever. Uh, <laughs>
1: it, it, it takes it takes too long to to explain, but it's like she, neither time did she get married for for the right reason. Right. Um, and this was like the she always says that this is her first like real marriage where like she felt like she did it because she loved somebody that she wanted to like start a family with and spend the rest of her life with uh so yeah so she was married to a man um and then she was married to another woman for like less than a year and uh and broke it off with her and then we started hooking up and i thought it was again Mm -hmm. just like a rebound in this like sexy office fling which it was it was amazing uh and and then yeah now we're married very nice (laughs) Very nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, now since so you started diking out like what, like a year and a half or so ago, two years ago something
1: like uh, that? yeah, almost almost two years ago. Okay. It'll be two years ago in the fall, so yeah, I guess a year and a half.
0: Okay, so now and, but you were already with the wife. So something with me when I'm dating, yeah. is with the podcast, at, if I date someone seriously enough or after a period of time, at some point there's like the podcast talk. like mm. what can go on? like what do you can i say your name can i not say can i tag you in certain things yeah um did did, when you started the podcast did you have to have that talk with the wife like what can i share what can i not share i mean like one of your only off-limit thing for here had to do with like you and your wife so it's like what what was that negotiation like like hey babe gonna start a podcast it's called dyke it out feelings (laughs) um
1: Maybe I should have had a conversation, but I didn't. You did No, I think she just trusts me to know, you know, what, what to say and what not to say. What she
0: would not want out there.
1: Yeah. And she's actually like an integral part of the podcast. So she does all of the uh, artwork for the podcast. She does a lot of our social media. You like your album artwork. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she makes like a new drawing each episode. She designs, uh, like, Promotional things. So she's like on board. She's on board. Yeah. She she was the one. So Sarah and I had the idea for the podcast. Actually, uh, we were getting drinks after my wife had left me, my ex-wife. And uh, she was going through a breakup with a girlfriend she had been living with, who coincidentally went to high school with my ex-wife. But Mm. that's another thing. Uh, (laughs) Right. And uh, we're like, you know, we should make a podcast. Like, there's no funny like queer women podcast that that we could think of at the time and also like we sat on this idea for a year and I swear the week we launched like five other like Cameron Esposito's query came out which is not like a comedic podcast though like Mm. it's very serious actually uh and then uh inside the closet with emma willman and mateo lane which is funny but Mm. like a different those two are just powerhouses, yeah (laughs) right um and then another one called like let's hang out that's more focused on like queer fandom of like obscure lesbian tv type things um so we we have like our space that we carved out and having uh guests on and, and stuff like that but we sat on it for for about a year and um cecilia my wife was like you keep saying you're gonna do this podcast but like when are you guys gonna start you know you just need to like book a studio time and like buy the website url and just go for it and if sarah's not ready to do it like find somebody else so i told sarah "I'm like are we gonna do this or not and she's like yeah let's do it And i'm like all right cool that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Especially so. <laughs> like in
0: the context of like you went from this super unsupportive wife to this one who's like basically shoving you into the deep end. Be like, fucking swim and do your dumb podcast. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking do it or stop
0: talking about it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like it's it's the extreme end of like she's so supportive. Uh, like there's no way she could possibly be more supportive. Like, if she tried. Like, she's maxed out supportiveness of me and, like, my creative endeavors. That's
0: beautiful. I really beautiful. like hearing that.
1: Yeah, you should really, if you're not feeling supported, get divorced and find someone who will.
0: Man, all I need to do is just, like, find <laughs> someone to marry me, be unsupportive, so I could divorce her.
1: Yeah, and so then really appreciate. The better, yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It yeah. is weird. I, I've had, uh, my, my, my exes have actually been nothing But support for the podcast when we date. Yeah. But when we, uh, when we break up. Oh my, could they not be more hateful of the existence of this show?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I bet, man, if I started this podcast, uh, years ago, I would have got, divorced sooner much sooner really? i really I, I think like that would be even like worse than improv for my ex-wife would have been if i had a podcast uh
0: it's hard to be worse than improv but <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> it is i think podcasts might have done it though it might have been like too self-indulgent for her uh and yeah i I don't know if she listens or not, but I feel like she probably hates that I have a podcast because I say things like, "Oh, she was lazy," or uh, "What a terrible marriage." When not you know. for nothing,
0: you tried so hard to be nice about the lazy. I know it was really me who called it bad. You were trying to, you know, spin it.
1: <laughs> you know, she's like a fine person, and like I. <laughs> you don't have to be
0: so nice about your ex-wife
1: i know i feel like i'm i'm like meaner about it than i should part of it is like a protection thing like you know you can't like remember the good things about your marriage and your past relationship Mm -hmm. so it's easy for me easier for me to just be like what a terrible marriage instead of like oh remember when i was part of that awesome family you know uh so everything that i i'll say in public is like is more negative than probably what the reality mm. was of our marriage. Obviously, like I stayed in it. Sure. Um, but then like, yeah, talking about, I know like another ex of mine listened to the podcast and then had took, took issue with some things that I said. Sure. Yeah.
0: And I, and, and that is going to be a common thing, whether it's the stand up and they hear a joke on our, you know, HBO special that we're, you know, we're going to get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Any day now. It's
0: happening. Yeah. Uh, One day. Uh, but whether it's jokes from stand up or like a podcast or, or a book, it's always going to be a thing. And I wonder if part of it is, and I think this, there, when my ex page like this would come out in screenshots, people would send me that she'd say, but, the idea of this, she doesn't have a similar platform. Yeah, and so it almost feels like, well, I have this freedom to say whatever I want, and yep. actual people will hear it. It's very And unfair. then she can say, but, but that's, the, but I, I don't buy into it because, like, you can start your own fucking thing, or sure. you can blast your shit on Facebook for all your friends to see. Yeah. Um, but there did seem to be like a a. A discontent with the power, the alleged power imbalance of, like, I can share my pain and get support from strangers on the internet, and that, like, she couldn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I think that's what makes... Uh, people like us terrible today. I mean, <laughs> is that you have to know that part, part of our, like, livelihood is making, uh, making jokes and making art based on who we are and our life experiences. And, you know, a lot of times, like, very few things are off-limit. And, like, my ex-wife, you know, again, married me thinking I was going to be a marketing professor and, you know, she wouldn't appear in any of my research papers or anything like that. And then here I am, like, talking on on podcasts about uh how lazy she may or may not have been
0: uh (laughs) has your uh has your current wife uh has she taken ever taken issue to anything you've said on air or have you ever had to cut something from an upcoming episode because she was like you know could you take that out um you said i said i farted that one time and we all know (laughs) ladies don't (laughs) fart so can you
1: (laughs) no she's never asked me to take something out but i remember i was editing in front of her once and it was an episode and i i don't know if this actually made the podcast or if i found a way to edit it it was with emma willman and she was i know it was a great podcast and she was asking me about getting married to cecilia and the timeline and she was like so you guys like men you were like crazy about each other and then then like we're like oh we have to get married now and i was like well no. And then that like, well, no. Uh, m- my wife just like stopped what she was doing and looked at me. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you know what I mean? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, but uh, <laughs> wait, listen to the rest of the clip. Like, wait. <laughs> um,
0: Emma Wilman, by the way, uh, ba- tried to set me up with her gay roommate. Okay. Her, her, her lesbian roommate. Okay. Because uh, her roommate was like trying, like was curious about maybe starting to date dudes and i was over at emma's place like doing an episode like years ago yeah um and then we did a bonus episode like right there in the in the apartment yeah and we had her um her roommate come over and we just did like ask a straight guy so the two of them asked me like weird questions for like a half hour yeah but then at the like at the end of it like or i think like a few days later or something emma like texted me something along the lines of like i forget how it went down but basically it was just like hey would you want to date go on a date with the roommate, and I was like, yeah, she was really cute. And then uh, we went out the day I found out, like, some really sad news. And so I just went on this super me being sad date with a lesbian trying to be into dick yeah. and me not making any sales pitch. <laughs> like, I have this opportunity to reintroduce her to the world of cock, and I was like, I, you know, I just don't have it in me today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I- that was...
1: Yeah, I would
0: apologize after that. They'd be like, hey, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not over my ex.
1: I can't imagine. Like, that sounds like such a terrible idea to like, <laughs> to set up. What a tall, what a tall order to set up a lesbian with a guy. Like if she's like, oh, I'm curious about dating guy. And then to like put that on somebody you know and be like, oh, be this <laughs> this guy, this like representation. Well, she had
0: already met me and like talked to me for yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. so it was like, ah, oh, Billy, and yeah. you know, Billy seems safe. Yeah, <laughs> and that's also not the only time I've uh, I've put off a lesbian who was like trying to be into a dude. I- yeah. I- I was at Stonewall once in college and I made out with some lesbian. And in the middle of making out, she kind of just stopped abruptly. Yeah. And she shouted, I can't do this. And then she ran out of the bar.
1: Yeah, like that left happens. her credit
0: card. Cause I kept hanging out at the bar until, you know, until they closed down playing yeah. pool with my friend and whatnot. And then the bartender waved me over and was like, hey, can you f- set up your friend's tab? I was like, Ooh, no, like, I mean, we, we were making out, but I'm not paying for it. And yeah. he's like, no, I just need you to sign for a card. Like, she was so devastated by making out with her. Her paradigm was shifting too much. She was like, I don't even need this debit card. And she needed the debit card because she was from California. It was day one. Uh you oh, need no. your debit card? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I do a joke on stage where I'm just like, I'll describe that experience and go, so I don't turn girls gay, but I do keep them that way. <laughs> kind of, I can affirm that for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had that moment too when I was in college and I would like make out with guys just because I didn't like, I don't know, it just seemed like the thing to do. Like, even though I was already out and gay and I had no intention of dating guys, but I would be out with my friends and there'd be like no queer women around or at least that I could discern because I'm in more no
0: side shave haircuts.
1: Well, I, I like more like <laughs> feminine looking women or mm-hmm. at least like at that time it was like exclusively feminine women. So unless I was at a gay bar, like it w- they're kind of hard to spot and I would make out with guys and like one night i made out with just like multiple guys in one night and then i went back to the dorm and i like i left this guy on the sidewalk and just like like sprinted away and went back to the dorm I'm like i can't do this anymore <laughs> like what have i been doing like for what free drinks like this is like not who i am It like I think part of me thought it was funny at first. And then, you know, like in the way that
0: straight girls will like almost performatively hook up with women at a bar because it's like (laughs) fun. You were like hooking up with dudes at a bar because like, eh, why not?
1: Well, here's the funny thing was that like as soon as I was like confidently out as a lesbian, um, I became like more confident as a person because before that I didn't know like what was going on on with me because I I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere and then felt like I didn't really desire men that much or it felt forced and then like they didn't desire me back because I'm putting out these vibes you know and then when I was a lesbian I was like okay I'm like confident now because I know like I like women I've been with these like beautiful women so I have this like air of confidence when I go out because I don't want these men but now it's like in a different way than it was in the past and i would tell these guys like oh yeah I'm, I'm gay and then it's like a magnet like i i was never like the cutest girl like out with my friends or anything like that like beautiful friends in college around me and these men would like make it their mission to like see what's the deal with this this self Proclaimed lesbian. Yeah, they're hair. like, I
0: saw that movie with Ben Affleck. Come yeah, on, let's yeah, see what's yeah. up. My yeah. favorite movie, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally my favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine.
1: Not <laughs> no, mine.
0: <laughs> as I've heard, but you know, was what what did win a Glad Award?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Glad, uh, so misguided. But uh, it was
0: ninety-seven. It was yeah. a different time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. There's still. I feel like they give more more awards to to straight allies than they do to <laughs> to gay people. But maybe uh, I don't know.
0: well yeah didn't they just get like beyonce and jay-z yeah and that was and that was the the highest
1: honor they got the highest honor at the glad awards and i'm like all right, but, like... And Jay-Z,
0: who's only fucked, like, maybe three dudes. And, yeah. <laughs> and they're giving him the big award. like, and, and that's
1: Give what... it to Jay-Z's mom. She's a lesbian. Give ah. the award. Yeah.
0: And the other thing is when you do that, like, especially when someone of that stature is the headlines about the Glad Awards yeah. are about Beyonce and Jay-Z and not about, like, any of the queer people who actually won or not were nominated for awards. Yeah. Like, I never see the, like, Glad Awards snubs. Yeah. You know? Because they're too busy talking about the, you know... The uh, allies or whatever who get a trophy. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this was fun. Uh, this, <laughs> this I, you know, I'm almost diking out with, I I feel maybe. Yeah, no, I no. think we're
1: diking out a little we're bit. We're dy- diking
0: just a pinch. Yeah. Uh, this was fun. Uh, you know, where can people find you? Where can they find your show?
1: Well, we're definitely the only thing called diking out on the internet, which I was shocked. Uh, I thought it's
0: such a great name. Yeah. Thank you. It's shocking to not be taken.
1: It was the only option that was ever being considered. I was like, I have an idea for a podcast. I want to call it diking out because I think that's really funny. And, uh, and that like really sums up. What the show feels like, <laughs> um. So, Dikingout dot com. I mean, Diking out on iTunes. You can subscribe there, which would be nice of you. And fun um, fact: Diking
0: out, no, no e, no e in the. Dyking.
1: Oh yes, no e in the Diking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: important. Yeah. Uh, you'd be no you'd be shocked how much people can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> Really got to lay it out for him.
1: I mean, it's probably never came up in, in elementary school on your spelling exam, so I get it. If you misspell "diking out, uh, that's okay. We need to get
0: more inclusive with our spelling. Yes.
1: Yeah. Maybe it means something different if you have uh, the E in it. I
0: don't... So, so dyking, know, but yeah, diking
1: dy- dy- out. out. Uh, you know, social media—we're diking out everywhere. You can follow, um, me personally at TGI Carolyn on on Twitter and Instagram, and then we have a monthly show at Stonewall that's diking out at Stonewall. It's the last Monday of every month, and uh, it's a very fun show. It's stand-up comedy. It's not like a live podcast recording, but I will plug uh june 23rd we are having a live recording of Diking out at caveat in new york city at 7 p.m and our guest is going to be rosie o'donnell shut the fuck up <laughs> Yeah. <so laughs>
0: when i boy. was a wee boy when i was a wee lad in first grade i was on the rosie o'donnell show
1: get the fuck out oh my god what a dream
0: little little billy there
1: oh my gosh and
0: and based off of my imdb research and this letter from an ep with a date on it i estimate that this was the first episode of rosie o'donnell show
1: that is incredible oh my god that is amazing. Uh, well, yeah. Unless, I
0: am so fucking jealous.
1: Unless her uh, her shooting schedule for a movie interferes, which, like, knock on wood, that it doesn't. Uh, Rosie is slotted to be our guest and has agreed to to dig out with us, and I can't fucking wait.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah. I if I am not out of town, I I I have come. to be at that. Yeah, it's gonna That's, be great. Uh, you can find a link to the tickets for that in the show notes because that is worth. Uh, making sure that's in the show notes. Uh, everyone, go check out Diking Out. I'm having fun listening to it myself. And, Carolyn, why don't you say goodbye to everybody?
1: Uh, Bye, Manhorians. I don't know. What what do you call them? Man- I haven't heard
0: Man-horians, Manhorians, but I don't hate it. It sounds like the Man- Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. It sounds kind of Game
1: of Thrones ish, right? Sounds Game of
0: Thrones ish, right? kind of yeah. a little sci fi y. Uh, we typically do fan whores. Fan horse. But someone recently brought up, and I kind of like it, whoreheads.
1: Whoreheads. All good options. Whatever they want to call however themselves. However you identify, <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. If there's anything you've learned from this, uh, identify as a man fan however you would like Manhorians.
0: <laughs> Carolyn is so fun. <laughs> it was
1: fun too. Thanks for having me, Billy. Uh,
0: the, the day after we recorded this, Carolyn, she uh, messaged me on Facebook and was like, never thought I'd end the man whore podcast bonding over rosie o'donnell and i'll be honest i also did not think that that would happen but i'm so glad that it did <laughs> um uh, yeah so that was great go follow carolyn uh, on the socials check out her podcast dyking out uh but more importantly tell me what you thought what'd you think of this episode you can hit me up on twitter at the billy or you can comment on this week's episode on the man whore podcast facebook page of course, I am uh, I am newly back on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. Want to shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, whatever's clever, send it on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Seriously, I love getting your emails, except for that Trumpy one. It's like my favorite part of the day is waking up and seeing emails in my inbox. Uh, I just want to emphasize real hardcore, you've got one week left to take advantage of this Patreon limited time only special offer. We're giving away these honk if you're into consent bumper stickers to all of my two dollar and up patrons as of May 1st. Go on over to patreon.com slash podcast, support the show, join the community, get a fun bumper sticker. Again, that's Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash manhore podcast. Next week, we've got another one of those AVN episodes, okay? I've got on trans porn star Mia Isabella. But until next week, everybody, go dyke out at your local lesbian bar if your city still has one, and stay slutty.